0: All right, we're going.
1: So, like, we thought, like, Saturday would just be, like, this, like, date night sort of thing, except we don't go out. We just get dinner from, like, someplace fancy. And Date night in? Date night in. It's, like, date night, like, because I've just been so busy with, like, work, because, as I told you off mic, we've been, like, scrambling to, like, for content since there's no concerts.
0: Yeah, all this yeah. all the live stuff you would do is is canceled.
1: Yeah, when pretty much kind of any an pandemic you, business. Yeah, it just it's not happening because like it can't. <laughs> like it just it's bad form. Right. <laughs> um so um so I found a like, guy like I just decided like on Saturday, like I'm just going to do minimum work, like not worry about work. And then I, we would just take a date night. We postmate something. But, so here's, so here's the thing like postmates does a lot of local wants you that like, puts the local stuff front and center.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when we started ordering stuff, um, We would get, like, a message back five minutes later saying, like, your order's, like, not going through because it's closed. Oh, wow. So so I'd be like, oh, hey, Culinary Dropout is on Postmates. Let's go get something from Culinary Dropout. And we order, like, this big feast. And then, like, five minutes later, um, it's not happening. I'm like, (laughs) okay, like (laughs) – um, okay, Cheesecake Factory-owned sandbox Fox restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and then Macintosh um, would be same thing. It's like, we order this delicious tea. Uh, so finally we just give up.
0: and just get freaking Chipotle, which I haven't eaten like in five years. You were just giving me shit about that on the last episode, actually.
1: Yeah, well... I mean, I did, but you know what? You're still, like, two points ahead of me in the basic. In the I think basic. it was
0: one, wasn't it? Was it well, six to five or whatever? Six to four or something like that. I don't whatever. know. Whatever.
1: You're still more basic than me.
0: This is <laughs> severely disappointing to me.
1: And I, don't think. and I went to Chipotle out of desperation, not because I wanted to. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so... Like, and then like post this policy where you they can just leave it at the door, um, which right. is what we want them to do. But the dude just kept knocking on the door, and I'm like, "Oh god, like just leave it there, drop it, man." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. no, I had to open the door because the and the I mean he was nice, he was wearing gloves. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, dude just like you drop the door. That's the new policy. So I, know, I was just disappointed. And then there's no sour cream in my burrito. Oh, that's, just- that's
0: a, that's a killer.
1: Yeah. That's an experience it, killer. Yeah. Um, which just, technically wasn't his fault, but still, <laughs> um, but we oh, did no, watch long shot. I-
0: well, no, so let's, let's introduce the show. This is What the Fork, uh, sequester edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of, of undoubtedly many uh, because of, of, you know, for all joking aside, it's the responsible thing to do. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And if you notice any lag, it's because we're recording this over Zoom. Um yeah because we are not this is the the first time that uh we are recording one of these remotely um mm-hmm. and it seems to be working all right for the most part there might be a little bit of a lag here and there um
1: yeah i'm pretty sure our listeners will not last now
0: <laughs> more than likely people are still listening though and and you know according to the state of california podcasting is an essential service so <laughs> We're just doing our part. Um, but if you want to, if, if, uh, it, which I want to get to something in a sec, but let's get the business done. So if you want to, uh, if you want to contact us, it's what the fork pod at gmail.com. It's at what the fork pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, if you could rate and review the show, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if your friends are looking for a good podcast or a podcast, let's not even say good, um, <laughs> maybe you want to recommend them or us to them. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not like they got anything better to do now. I mean, other than maybe listen to Marin. <laughs>
0: Uh, This is true. Um, or his engagement or reply all. Yeah, I have, I started listening to the, well, let's, let's get into all that in a sec, but how, how are you, what's, I'm curious. Well, and first of all, uh, if they, if people want to hit you up on Twitter, it's at Jason E. Kyle. Yeah, um,
1: K-E-I-L.
0: Right. And I'm um, at LTD underscore engagement. And, uh, there's, there's plenty of, of witty banter going all around over there. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you like this, you'll enjoy it in bite-sized <laughs> form. <laughs>
1: Today. <laughs>
0: um with your with your coffee breaks. My coffee house breaks. That's yeah, it's just, you know, it occurred to me. So like Alright. I'm curious what you I know. didn't even pick
1: up instantly on the cult on the meme reference uh to how I marry an axe murderer. <laughs> That's immediately where my mind went. Oh like, yeah.
0: You're gonna get up on stage and, your, and like snap my fingers cat. and do the, um, are and sing. Whoa, and, man. Whoa, man.
1: <laughs> and you recite poetry about your cat <laughs> and your ex-girlfriends.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, it's always, always a possibility. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I, I'm curious, uh, I'm going to end up structuring this like a limited engagement, probably, because that's just my impulse. Because we're not talking about uh, an episode of what the four, I mean, I'm sorry, the good place or um, a particular. We, I
1: thought we were going to talk about higher
0: fidelity. And we will. We will. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, um, you know, what, what uh, the most difficult thing for you has been during this time of. Uh, you know, life in the time of, of COVID (laughs) (laughs) Um, COVID COVID-19. I do really like the joke that COVID-19, I didn't see the first 18. Am I going to (laughs) be, am I going to be lost? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yes. um, I, yes, I keep, um, I keep, thinking this is like uh, I keep enjoying the jokes um, about um, comparing covid 19 to uh, um, um, loving the time of cholera right yes um, a book heavily referenced in several um, John Cusack movies yeah um, uh, indeed.
0: but um but uh you know my favorite book is still cash by Johnny Cash <laughs> <laughs> There's a high fidelity reference for you. There you go. Um, no, it's been,
1: um, it's, it's, it's a couple of things. Like it's hard because like, even though I have like two kids and a wife, like I still miss like having contact with the outside world. Um, and I think I was kind of feeling it Saturday because I was on Twitter a damn lot.
0: <laughs> um, My Twitter and Instagram uh, interactions have definitely increased. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I got to say, did have, like, I didn't catch any of that. It, you broke up there for uh, a sec.
1: Oh, and then like we did have like the date night on Saturday. Right. Um. And in addition to having the triple day that was forced upon us, uh, uh-huh. uh, cause if there's something else, um, we did watch long shot, um, oh. which I highly
0: recommend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really funny and smart.
0: That's the, um, the, the one with, um, uh, what's his name? Seth, um, Seth Rogan and, uh, and, uh, uh, Char- uh, Charlize Theron, right? Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was really funny. It was really smart. Um and um it has Ice Cube's kid in it too. Um O'Shea Jackson. Is that Jr. crushed ice? Is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> um, no, it was really good. Um and um uh Paul Shear's wife, June Diane Raphael, is in it too. Oh she's funny, I like her. Yeah, she was really funny. I mean, it was just—I haven't seen a really good. I guess it's technically a rom-com, but I haven't seen like something like that that smartly done since probably ten years ago when Nancy Myers was at the top of her form. <laughs> so, okay. The Holiday excluded. I do not like that movie. <laughs> um. Which now I've now everyone knows I like Nancy Myers movies. So there you go. There you go. Uh,
0: I'm I'm not going to give you shit about it. The exception um, with
1: the exception being the holiday that that movie is the worst. What else has she done? Um, it's complicated.
0: Okay, didn't see it.
1: Um, that one's really good. It's got Jack Donahue and Margaret Thatcher in it. Um, (laughs) yeah it's uh
0: yeah i knew i i got the reference uh it's uh steve martin too right yeah um
1: yeah he's in it too
0: yeah um and um he who has has given himself to a life of banjo playing yes and teaching master classes
1: catches um his banjo balm video the other day
0: i did not i missed it I actually really um, i have one of his albums or possibly two um yeah. with the steep canyon rangers or whatever uh um, he's, he's really good
1: yeah i was supposed to interview steve canyon ranger last month and um their pr people are the worst uh, um like
0: well it was they, probably for yeah. a tour that's not happening so
1: <laughs> well no it happened and then uh, like it was just their pr people are the worst um Anyway, that's Nina Greener there. Um, but um, trying to think of what else has been like on the Nancy Myers thing, and just like um, something's got to give. The one Jack Nicholson—that one's really good. That was, um, you know, I don't know if I saw that one either. Oh, dude, you were missing out on some prime like rom-com content.
0: That's I, he's like dating. Oh, is that the one uh, it's got Diane Keaton in it, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Um so now I should probably watch some comedy. I I, I have not watched a single film actually since this has gone down. Um no. I have watched um Uh, I rewatched all of Legion because I had not seen the last season. Um, Okay. And that show, that show is incredible.
1: Okay. Because as I've said before, I've gone through season one, I was about to start season two, Mm -hmm. but we decided to change, uh, not do that and start watching Fosse Verdon instead, which I'm enjoying so far. You said Um,
0: despite the presence of the great Paul Reiser. Yes.
1: (laughs) So, who fancied himself as a um, as a songwriter
0: uh, uh, this go around? Um, um, I, you know what? I think he's he's turned into to a good actor. I, I don't care what people say. So
1: yeah, it was it was just surprising. It was a surprise, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, him in it, um, I joked around on Twitter, but I really, I actually really enjoyed seeing him. He was in, he's just there giving Sam Rockwell a hard time, and. Um, I, I I enjoyed oh, that's that. That's good.
0: I do like Sam Rockwell.
1: Um, um, Michelle Williams, though, is like, I mean, Sam Rockwell. I mean, he's good in everything, but like Michelle Williams, who's also good in everything.
0: No, um, she's quite good. I, for me, I like Sam Rockwell because of what he does. As far as you know, he's I you know talk about like a character actor. I think he is probably one of the best character actors that. Um, mm-hmm you know, to come out of this, that generation of actors. Um, mm-hmm. he's, you know, basically he, if he needs to, he can chew up the scenery and, you know, if he needs to just kind of be there to, to hold things down, then, then he's, he's really good at being that guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, but le- yeah, right. le- Legion, if you thought the first season got weird, it just, it gets even weirder from there. Um, and, uh, weirder, I think in, in the most, wonderful way. Um, It's, it's just the, the acting in there is so good. And the writing is, is so smart and Jermaine Clement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so good in it. Um, It's, it's, it's highly recommended for me. It's probably, it's, (laughs) you know, um, does it at least improve?
1: Like, I liked Legion up until like the ending of the last episode of season one. And I didn't hate it. It just was like, Oh, that's it. Like, that's all there is.
0: Well, but that's not <laughs> um, all there is. So, I mean, it, it really takes off from there. Um, and it's one of those, you know, for me, it's, I, it's on that weird kind of level where it, it it's one of those. I think people are either going to love or they're going to hate it's, it's like twin peaks in that regard. Right. Um, right. where it's just, it's, it's, you're either, it's going to connect with you or, or it's just going to miss. And, um, and, uh, you know, for me, it, it really connected. There was just, it's, um, it's the, the kind of pace that it works at, um, where it seems like it takes a while to get going but then once it hits the ground it's just like you realize what all the slow burn was for and then it just takes off um, okay and then you know I, uh, I th- have you watched Breeders yet? no okay um, so there are two things th- this is the thing so like Hulu did the got the what basically exclusive rights to, to FX shows pretty much
1: um yeah because Hulu is owned mostly owned by Disney who owns Google FX owns Fox now <laughs> yeah
0: so that makes sense um but th- one of the reasons that I I didn't um didn't kept, I didn't finish Legion is because the third season never showed up anywhere and then as soon as uh, the FX shows landed that was there so um mm-hmm. but now I I have um I tried two of the new FX shows one was Breeders the other was Devs um, How's that? well, I was, I, I just don't think it's something I can do right now. I, I'm, it's cause it's, Too it's, it's well, no, it's, it's, um, cause it's, what's his name? It's Alex, uh, Garland. Garland. Yeah. Guy who's behind the beach and, you know, all, all sorts of, you know, fascinating mind trippy stuff. Um, and especially on the heels of Legion, this show was just – it was too similar in pacing, but not uh, – it didn't have any of the kind of quirkiness and levity that was needed for that kind of pacing. Um, so, you, oh,
1: That's surprising because have you ever seen Ex Machina?
0: Uh, no, I heard it's great, but I haven't
1: seen it. So Ex Machina is like a Alex Garland joint. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of that movie um, that are just, like, fun and insane that I pretty much think, like, Legion steals from quite liberally. Really? Yeah, there's, like, a whole scene where, like, um or Isaac is just dancing, like, for no reason other than just to, you know, because he's going insane. Huh. <laughs> um, and, like, it's... Like It's just I, – I think he borrows – I think Legion probably borrows more liberally from that movie. And just – Alex Garland he's even written um, – in addition to the – like he wrote the book, The Beach. Right. Covered the script. But then him and Danny Boyle have been like kind of collaborating a little bit on some other stuff. And mm-hmm. like the big one being 28 Days Later.
0: Right, which I, I – yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's one that could be – scene right now um (laughs) but uh so i I, you know i i i think that it's trying to build to something and i was also hoping for um you know i like allison pill excuse me i like allison pill Mm -hmm. um and and she's great you know uh, you know it's i've 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 really enjoyed her since um since scott pilgrim Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> we are sex bomb. <laughs> <laughs> bad, um, <you're> bad. <laughs> and, and she's actually one of the highlights of of Picard, which I'm, which actually I have to watch the new episode tonight. Um, but I I have been pretty disappointed in this in this season, especially for a uh, Michael Chabon joint. Um,
1: uh, you and um, our mutual friend Woodbury, yeah. Uh, seem to be both very collective in your disappointment
0: it's just uh, the thing is that if you were a fan of star trek the next generation and you know the character of jean-luc picard it is just it it doesn't make any sense for what it is right now Mm -hmm. um you know maybe if they had had an unknown character it would be different um but it just it 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 fails to you know there are moments where it captures them um but they're just so few and far between and and it it it's i don't know um it they're trying to to do uh you know serialized story mystery box kind of thing and it's just you know like lost kind of yeah um and so it's interesting to to watch it, and then um, as I've mentioned, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, is Star Trek Next Conversation, uh, and they have uh, they've been doing a, a keeping current with Picard. So hearing it through uh, reaction through the perspective of Matt Myra, who was watching it back when I did, because I think he's he's like a year younger than I am. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and is as big a fan of of that original show. Um, it's you know finding a lot of the same the same problems with it. So for people who grew up with it, who who you know came to to really admire that that character, there's just there's so much missing in this this new like darker version of, of Picard and and the future. Um, it's free now. I'm gonna watch it. I, you know, I think that it's something where, and, I, you know, I'm I'm still gonna keep watching it. You know, it's it's already greenlit for a second season. Um, the season finale, uh, is t- is the one that dropped today. So you know, we'll see how they they kind of land it. But I'm not hopeful. Um, but every every Star Trek show seems to take, um. You know, if if you go back through and watch Next Generation, the the first two seasons not so great. You know, and uh, it's uh, it seems like they're taking, um, they're having problems finding their rhythm and uh, and uh, like interaction with the characters, because like after a while, that relationship with Picard and Riker and and you know the the core crew with Worf and, and Troy and Crusher and, you know, all those people, they just, you came to really know their personalities and they gelled so well. And they're, you know, they're trying to do something edgier now. And it's just, it's not, uh, not landing with me. So I don't know. Okay. But I wonder, you know what they say about, um, you know, Chuck Klosterman wrote an essay on the Phantom Menace. I don't know if you've read it. But, um, I don't know, probably have so, but he talks about how how that film, for people who grew up on the original trilogy, you know that when we were kids and watching that um th- that you know if if we were kids when the Phantom Menace came out, we might enjoy it, um, and mm-hmm. the film did seem to land with kids more than than adults who grew up with the original trilogy um and 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 adults you know at the time of of Star Wars you know in the 70s a lot of them you know again the audience that really glommed onto that were were kids um well that movie
1: was made for children anyway right but yeah I've heard this argument before I think it's probably that that Klosterman essay gets cited an awful lot like I don't if my kids were to watch it, I've been, I've been secret. Like Becca asks a lot of questions. He's my three-year-old for those who don't know. Um, like we have like Wars perfectly around the house as well. You should. Yeah, because you know, I'm a nerd and we have like books and stuff. And like you starting to ask questions about Luke and Leia and Darth Vader and Chewbacca Um and I've been tempted to start Just get him started watching Star Wars mm-hmm. um, But like I was watching New Hope Like a few weeks ago Like, It's pretty violent <laughs> um, For a three year old
0: Well, uh, I mean Especially if you're watching the The only, the one true version um, Which, you know Is still not available on On Blu-ray or anything And um, it won't be ever so well maybe after lucas dies i i did yeah. have to drop a, a a fair chunk of change to get the original uh versions on dvd and it's the uh it's the the box set that has the the special editions on one disc and the original on the other and it's just a it's just a, a transfer of uh you know there's there's no cleanup done to it there's no um no enhancing done to it, but it's, it's still, in my opinion, it's still the only way to watch it because you know what? Fucking Han shot first. <laughs> and, uh, oh. you know, the explosion of the death star is supposed to be like a, a you know, glitter bomb going off. Not like whatever weird, fancy sphere shape, you know, or disc explosion. Um, so, but, Anyway, I've been tempted to get him to watch it
1: because he's starting to get curious. He's starting to ask questions.
0: (laughs) I I watched that as a kid, though, and I don't remember being terribly scarred by it. But not when you were three. That's pretty close, probably. Maybe four. Um, I had definitely – I had for sure seen it by the time I was five Um, because I had seen all of them before – uh before Next Generation started, which was in eighty seven, I would have been you know, less than five when that started, and I started watching that from the beginning.
1: But um I've been I you know I I've been curious, like should I j I kinda of want to check just to see I'm sorry on New Hope or should I just have him watch Fan Mass, which isn't that bad.
0: Well I mean nobody gets I'm, sliced in half in a New Hope. Yeah. You know, I know I don't want it to be like watch
1: fan menace and be disappointed by a new hope.
0: <laughs> like, oh no, that would be the worst. <laughs> right, but you know, Return of the Jedi has got Ewoks. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. Have you ever? So I I started. You know, speaking of of passing the time for you know, um because working from home now and all that there's nobody around I can listen to whatever I want to and not mm-hmm. you know and just and have it and not have to have headphones in so um, I started listening to the Star Wars minute which uh, <laughs> which actually goes uh, minute by minute through every Star Wars film um, and it, it's 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 a lot of fun and and the thing is that they you know they so each episode is only like it's under 20 minutes for most of them. It's um, not like our show. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But, you know, they only discuss a single minute <laughs> of the film. So if we were to discuss the Good Place Minute and go through – can you imagine doing that every episode minute by minute? No. Yeah, I don't I, – I couldn't either. Um, so – but but it's it's fun to listen to and and it is it's it's it t- any time that I, I watch that or I I I go back you know or I listen to something like that or listen to something like Structure Trek Next Conversation I, I I I reconnect with it on a level that I did with it as a kid. Um, so last night actually uh, as I was taking a, a pause through rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, <laughs> because I, I just finished the second season and it's, it's kind of a tearjerker at the end of the second season. Um, so as I was kind of like finishing up some some packing for the night. Um, the first one
1: I happens at the end of the second season.
0: Well, okay. So if nobody's seen Buffy yet, spoiler alert, um, end of the second season, uh, Angel gets his soul back and, and Buffy has to, to kill him, basically. Yep,
1: okay, yep, all right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was the like that whole the first season definitely has some problems, but that second season they really hit the ground running with that, and it just took off, um, firing on all cylinders. Because that, uh, you know, there there are also some not great episodes in in that season, but you know, overall the storyline and and building Buffy and Angel's relationship, and then you know, tearing it down. <laughs> that was a hell of a season. And, uh, Jenny calendar in there too. Whew. And the, you know, the, her relationship with Giles and, uh, and, uh, uh that whole thing is a, a, a big emotional, emotional season. Um, but I, I watched a, a documentary on back to the future mm-hmm. and that, Um, that for everybody, you're not getting an email. That was Jason getting an email. Um, so it's, um, anytime I I watch that movie, that takes me right back to the to being a kid in the 80s, you know, and 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 how much, uh, how much that impacted me as as a kid. I totally wanted to be Marty McFly, um, hanging on the backs of of trucks, you know, with my skateboard and all that. So what, what,
1: what? I'm sorry. What was the documentary again?
0: It was on Back to the Future. What's it called? Uh, I don't remember what it was actually called. It was it just popped up on Hulu, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll watch it. It was probably oh, something that's included on the box set. Yeah, I think like Back in Time or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually the name of it because it goes into all the people who like restore DeLoreans and. And, uh, and like the whole fandom and, and all that kind of thing, too. Okay. Um, that was really hard to so, see, um, Michael J. Fox present day, though, because it's, you know, yeah,
1: the Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, I've been watching so. It's been pretty much Hulu and Criterion for me mm-hmm. um, because I forgot that I, I, I forgot that I have it or I, or, or like a couple of times the payment hasn't gone through for one reason or another. <laughs> so I forgot that I had. And then one day I would check my bank's and I'm like, Oh yeah, so I'll get this. Which so, one? Criterion channel or Hulu? Criterion. Okay. Um, uh, and then, so, I started watching, like, a lot of Criterion stuff. So, I've been watching, um, trying to watch the stuff that expires at the end of the month before it expires at the end of the month. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, it's been, um, I watched Local Hero, which was okay. Um,
0: soundtrack's good, though. Um, well, it's, it's, it's Burt Lancaster's last film, right? I think Black Time was his last film. No. Um, no, Rock of Gibraltar is the last, his last film.
1: Um but no it, not Rock of It was it, ah. I
0: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look this up while you're while you're talking about it.
1: Well, I mean it like the movie was okay. Like it's just this charming it's like it was the start of something that people like pretty much made throughout the nineties. It's like the full Monty without male nudity. Uh, <laughs> like you know, Crazy American, you know, falls in love, um, you know, gets charmed by the anyway. It was all right, but the the um, soundtracks um, by Mark Knopfler, right? Um, so I enjoyed like just his guitar like the whole time, and like Bert Lancaster too, just being in something that's so not like. Um, the Sweet Small Success or something like that. It's just funny just to kind of see him like stuff like that.
0: He's he's actually one of my favorite actors of that era uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, like the Birdman of Alcatraz, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of – he also, of course, did a lot of uh, film noir stuff as well. But Sweet Small Success, dude, that's your movie. Like that's movie is just – he he just had a way of of being very you know subtle too. Where a lot of people went big, he often went quiet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and he's somebody who you know kind of like somebody who who he was friends with and did. I think you know, I, I know a lot of people find it cringeworthy, but um, was it that uh, what was that film called? Is it called Tough Guys. Um, oh, that he did with Kirk Douglas. Yep. That has uh, Dana Carvey in it too, I believe. Yeah, I know which. I know which film do you refer? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I I actually enjoy that film. I, I watched that a lot as a kid too. I watched O Focus too. Um, I, that
1: movie is just. I like it so much more now that I like get traders. I'm so tuned into what Paul Trader his what his thing is now. Um. Um. It's the one where Greg Kinnear plays Bob Crane. Yeah,
0: it's got Willem Dafoe in it, right? Yep. Um.
1: And then there's this. <laughs> there's this scene where they're sitting and they're watching themselves have an orgy, and Bob Crane realizes that um, J- uh, William Dafoe's character, whose name is John Carpenter, not to be mistaken with John Carpenter, the director um grabs his ass and it's just like <laughs> it's funny and creepy and just so odd like um and Greg are so good in it like is what happened to that like I just wonder like what happened to your career Kineer.
0: He's yeah he's he's done some some not great stuff. Um yeah. So, yeah, Field of Dreams was actually his last his last film. There was some TV yes, stuff, yeah. it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. um,
1: uh, and then I watched Young Sherlock Holmes because
0: um, – Wait, Young Sherlock Holmes, is that the Spielberg one or the, didn't he produce that or something? Produced
1: by Spielberg, directed by your boy, Barry Levinson.
0: Oh, yeah. That's one of um, Barry Levinson's big misses, like a huge bomb, that one. It was okay, yeah. Like, like my favorite, but like,
1: um, like it proved again that like, if there's anyone who should not be directing, um, like tentpole movies,
0: it's Barry Levinson. He is much better suited for for things that are are uh more I I don't know smaller in scape, more uh like human interest.
1: Yeah, like, um, but um, I've been watching Hulu, and like, so I like, they have a function where you can watch Seinfeld at random. they just pick (laughs) random episodes. It's called yada, yada, yada. Um, So it will just pop up with like random Seinfeld episodes. And even today, I watched The Muffin Tops, and it was just funny. (laughs) It's like, that's a great one. It's, like, all just stuff, like, you can just watch. Like, it's something to, like, just drown out the noise. Like, just drown out the silence. Um,
0: so, and- I, I do want to mention, though, since we're on a Barry Levinson discussion just briefly, that he did do Rain Man. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely capable of, of doing some, um, you know, I don't know, some... Well- what I'm saying
1: is like, he shouldn't be. Um, I think occasionally he gets, he does tentpole movies. So he'll do like um,
0: sphere or. Yeah. You know, that drop. one was rough. Um, and. Trying to do a blockbuster.
1: Yeah. He, occasionally he's tapped to do a blockbuster and they're not good. Right. Um, or they're met. Like. I would have liked to have seen, like, that script of young Sherlock Holmes actually wasn't, like, half bad. Like, it shows him as, like, this guy that, as this kid who, like, like, had become, like, a cold, calculating dude rather than a... Like, it showed him, like, a different perspective of the character and how he grew to be, like, this cold, calculating dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the insecure sociopath that we see him as now, which um uh what's his name? Bandit Coverbatch really nails in the BBC show. Right. Um so it's I mean it was the script was just fine. Like it's weird and it's all dark. It was like I don't know, it was something he just wasn't he tried some things that like maybe I think it was just, I think he knew he was in over his head and probably I'm sure it's one of those like ID things where like, I'm sure Spielberg at some point had to be like, dude, you have to just like, I'll take this over for a little bit. You can start working on
0: Rain Man or something. (laughs) You you know, so uh, it was just cause he was also Spielberg was featured in that back to the future documentary. Cause of course he, he produced that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he was just, he liked to take chances on filmmakers that he liked. So <laughs> it, it was, you know, probable that he probably saw something like diner or, you know, tin men or something like that. And it was like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you do this one?
1: Um, yeah. and it's funny cause like I keep thinking of that, um, that story that Peter Berg tells on Marin mm. where like um he very like he got trounced doing very bad things. Like yeah. I read that I read that Turan review like after I listened to the episode and like, oh my God, like how like no one should recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did. Um, and, and like I think like I'm on a yacht with like like then he gets a call from like not from spielberg but like katzenberg spielberg and the head of versal like on a boat like you should do a movie for us i'm like (laughs) yeah and ends up being like the rundown which actually is a decent movie
0: (laughs) never seen it um is that another mark Wahlberg. No, it's um, Dwayne
1: The Rock Johnson. Okay,
0: that was that was what um, I was going to say next.
1: And um, the guy who plays Stifler in the American Pie movies, and mm. Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's produced by Vince McMahon of WWE fame, but I think it's only a name only because
0: because of the, the Rock. Rock.
1: Yeah, because The Rock was still a presser at the time. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching like Criterion and just kind of like gang, and just trying to. I might watch, um, after we're done, I might watch, um, I'm kind of on a Schreyer kick now. I haven't seen Light Sleeper, it's this like movie right. about drug with Defoe. Oh, I don't know um, that one. Um, it's like very low key, but I think Susan Sarandon's in it. I remember reading I like about Susan
0: Sarandon a lot. It.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I've also been like, like watching Hulu. So I've been watching like Seinfeld and I've been watching um, like our normal run of shows. And then like I, don't know, I started watching High Fidelity.
0: Before um, we get into High Fidelity, I want to make a recommendation to you real quick. Um, breeders. So I mentioned that one briefly. Um, mm-hmm. We got sidetracked by Debs because it has Offerman in it. Uh, and And he yeah. does a good job he's interesting in it but but breeders <laughs> is a show that is conceived by martin Freeman um who I love I think he's he's fantastic in everything that he does um and so this was conceived by him and co-written as well and uh it it's kind of a comedy, but also like really not it, it has a lot of that um you know it, it it's a comedy in the way sort of like the british office was um in that you know it's it's not at all um it's not playing for laughs necessarily you get the laughs out of the situation um not what they're saying necessarily you know so it's about these these two people who have two children and and basically um how they relate to each other and their kids and their parents. It has Michael McKean in it as, um, uh, he, he plays the father of, of the, of the, uh, woman in the relationship. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind already of this... to home, dude. Huh?
1: <laughs> it's already hits too close to home.
0: Yeah. I thought it might. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, for me who has no kids, um, It's, uh, it's interesting to watch and, uh, also makes me happy. I don't have kids. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's, it is, I think it's really well written and and acted. Um, so if, if you feel like checking that out, but, uh, but yes, let's, let's, let's talk high fidelity because, um, I am a, a huge fan of the Nick Hornby book. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and Nick Hornby in There's general um, and uh, you know I, I I loved the original film I, I um, it's it's one of those those kind of you know that hit in the late 90s early 2000s that just really shaped my cinematic tastes uh, so like high fidelity and the big Lebowski and you know generally Paul Thomas Anderson stuff or the the Cohen brothers in general mm-hmm. Um and, uh, I was, you know, going into the, the show with cautious optimism. Um, and there are definitely things that I liked about it. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on it.
1: So like uh, you, I thought it was pretty good throughout and, um, mind you, I wish it would have deviated more from the movie. Like, um, think it, it's at its best when it deviates from the movie and from the book. Um, but I like... Um, the parts of it that I like are... Well, for one, the best episode... So, Okay, I guess I should start from the beginning. So it obviously, borrows heavily from Master of None, um, a lot.
0: You know, I, yeah, um, I could see that. I didn't think about that at the time, uh, and I don't think that I saw Master of None all the way through. But um, I, I see what you're saying with that.
1: So there's an episode. So and the way I say it, and why I say that is because, like, it's obviously like about being a who you are, like being in a relationship and. You know nowadays in New York, which master nun is uh-huh. it's um but even more so I, there's a point there's a part in season two of Master Nun where Lena Waites' character has it's about thanksgiving her doing Thanksgiving throughout the years and it's all about Lena Waites' character mm-hmm. and how she slowly comes out um and while it doesn't borrow heavily from the, the structure of that episode the episode 8 where it's all about um uh i forget his name um the character um the um tal luizo stand in yeah um and the um in the um original movie who is um used to date rob who's robin
0: mm-hmm. um
1: the series um, but comes out. Um I liked that this whole episode was about him and how he's like, got this one dick boyfriend. <laughs>
0: um Yeah. He's he, and he's his top five, basically in all yeah, yeah. It's, top five is one dude. <laughs> See
1: <laughs> <And how laughs> dude give like treat him. Like, like it's just, well, it's a about his insecurity. Right. But also like,
0: um, like, this guy wasn't really top notch <laughs> no and and so here's and i want to qualify this before i give my take on it i i like that actor and what and then what he's done with that character he's actually one of my favorite characters in the show and yet that episode is my least favorite of that of the first season
1: i it was probably my favorite um just because it deviated from the formula so much. I, I just, like it wasn't about, it was a nice break from Zoe, Krav- um, Zoe Kravitz is Rob's self-destructive behavior.
0: So um, for me though, that was the, that was the record collection episode with Parker Posey. That was, that was yeah. my favorite of the season actually,
1: which, um, I um I like that one too. It's because it's based on my favorite um deleted scene from the movie. Oh with Beverly and D'Angelo. The- yeah. Yeah, it's in the book. Um and it's, I remember it being in the book and I remember it being a deleted scene with Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Um in the movie. But um I I like the episode too. Um and um Because um, it's like she just she doesn't like either of those people, right? (laughs) Um, and I, um, I don't know, I, um, um, it's just, um, but I. I felt kind of... Probably, actually, the one that I liked the least because I felt like they'd stretched that part out. Like, I don't know. It's... The things that I liked the most, though, were, like... Like, it's just... You can already tell, like, it's kind of trying to be... It's updated. It's, I guess, what the kids... Well, we call woke. Sure. Where... um. Rob is bisexual and it's not a big deal. Right. Like it's not a plot point. I dig that. And like, and that um, I like that these are people who I know um, they're not caricature. Like in the movie, Jack black Well, I know kind of dudes like him very uh-huh. like it's, it's definitely a character, like a caricature of a guy. That I know right. whereas like the people on the show are like people that I know <laughs> um like people that I know I would encounter in real life, these seem more down to earth people to me um and I think, um, and I've also been um the guy who. Get strung along um, um I've been the white guy um who's in the office <laughs> um, so
0: yeah i i i've i get that um i i did I did not like the twist that they did at the end of the first season though
1: um where
0: where she goes um, for him
1: goes for the white guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I mean, I get that I I don't know. And and it's not because I don't think that the that the show should be able to go in a different direction from the from the book and the film. It it kind of needs to to stand apart from it. Um
1: Yeah. There's but, a, I'm sure there'll be a second season.
0: I mean, and, I would imagine so based on the way it ended. Um Yeah and and basically i don't know the second season ha- is pretty much going to stand on its own because um or at least i don't know some of the some of the plot lines of the novel will have to shift to other characters because the way they've they've done what they have it's um i mean because as we know both from the book and the film that that Rob goes you know sticks with um with um, i'm I'm not gonna remember the character's name, um, no. but the ex where he goes back to her basically and and kind of you know they get back together and and uh, and all of that that's that does not appear to be on the table for the arc of the show, but
1: I like that she's an aunt now, yeah and like. I like the brother. I like the introduction of that. I like the I like the brother, even though the episode where they have a party. I'm not. I wasn't.
0: The, I wasn't the a, all the coke and that. everything that was a bit much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people do coke. I mean, that's not. So anything. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I understand people do drugs on occasion. It's um, <laughs> drugs are bad, I, Jay. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like it's just I don't. And I know people like that too. Like, will like I know people like her brother, and I know how he felt. Like, like I'm going to not be a you know do I want anymore because yeah, yeah, I
0: yeah, I I sort of get that, I guess. Um,
1: and I, it's something that, but he's one of those guys that makes Rob realize that um, there's more going like her her selfish behavior was causing was destructive to the people around her right, um, and I, she obviously realized that in time, um, and I just I, I just. The, the twists and turns it took, I just really enjoyed. And I just, again, it's just people. When it deviated from the book in the movie, um, that's when I enjoyed it the most. Um, and when you get to know all the characters, like even the, uh, the fiance. Yeah. Um, was like a nice person. Um. And
0: yeah. Yeah. And
1: someone knew, like I like someone you I know. Like I feel like I, I would know that person in my life. I, I
0: I did enjoy the performances. I I liked a lot of the ideas and everything. And it's it's it was good enough for me to want to continue watching it if it if it continues. Um. Mm-hmm. But it was originally a Disney Plus show. Oh yeah.
1: And then. Yeah, and then... Well, that makes
0: sense because uh, it's Touchstone was the original, was the, I believe, the the producers behind uh, the film. So they probably still have property rights, Disney.
1: Right, and they, they wanted to make it, you know, real and, you know... Yeah, adult. which is not
0: suitable for Disney+. Plus.
1: <laughs> um, so they decided to go that, you know, move it to Hulu, which is where a lot of the adult stuff that Disney produces for television goes like who that's what Hulu is becoming. It's becoming receptacle for adult content and
0: like, and they're doing some interesting stuff. Uh, If, uh, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend shrill, uh, which is 80 Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've read the
1: book Met, um, and I've met, um, Oh, what's her name? The yeah. author. Um, I'm that. not
0: going to remember the name of the author, but Adie Bryant uh, is, is from here. Yeah, A, uh, so. it's. Is she, well, did she write the book too? Lindy West wrote the Lindy book. Lindy West. Okay, that's what got garbled up. Um, but Aidy Bryant, uh, her mom owns uh, Francis, I believe. Yes. Um. um and yeah so i you know they're they're definitely doing some shows that are interesting um but i i we're I think we're all going to be um having some time to catch up on all those those shows that we've given a miss because uh there's no television being produced right now. <laughs> yes. a lot of things have had to cut their their season short um and uh yeah, i don't know it'll be interesting. Uh, I keep this tiger King doc
1: on Netflix is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. I, it's, I, it's not, I'm not interested in it. Um, I, yeah, neither am I. I'm just
1: going to keep watching Paul Schre- dark Paul Schreier movies. And
0: I, speaking of dark, I, I have, I bought, uh, I found at Zia actually, uh, a couple months ago at this point, uh, a copy of the criterion, uh, until the end of the world. And, and yeah, we talked about that. I still haven't watched it yet. At some point, you know, I'm sure I'll find the five hours to, to go ahead and do that after I get moved. Um, which that's my biggest gripe actually about the pandemic is that it's the worst time to move.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm not
0: going to help you, <laughs> I, you know. And I've I've gotten most of it done myself, and I'll have to end up doing it all myself. But um, th- there's just a couple of pieces of, of furniture that are a little tricky, um, and I don't know how I'm going to get them moved unless I get a U-Haul. So so we'll see. Um, but it's actually uh, the fact that uh, I, I got my internet service moved over, and and I, I'll tell you so a little bit of. You know, not that my life is that tough, but, um, so of course, and I'm understanding of this, the fact that people have reduced staffing in call centers because of, uh, not wanting to have people too close to each other and all that sort of thing. But I was over a two day period, I was on hold with CenturyLink for about five hours and did not actually get anything resolved with them. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go with Cox, who I also hate. But in Arizona, you don't have that many choices for internet providers. So, I got my service set up through them, and you know they've they've uh, uh, put a hold on all professional installs for at least into April, um, and possibly now. Of course, that will get pushed back as well. Um, and the apartment that I moved into is was. Remodeled, and one of the things that they did was remove all of the the utility uh, services and junction boxes and all that from the front of the building, and have uh, insisted that any new services go through the back. So I can't do a self install. (laughs) So I, you know, my job depends on having internet access. Um, so. I now, because of that, I I have transferred services over to Cox. Um, I can't actually get services from them until somebody can put a Junction in for me. And I now have to uh, go by uh, my uh, workplace to meet up with a guy from IT so that I can get a hotspot to use until I can get uh, (laughs) service put in. (laughs) So... um, yeah. Anyway. And but, there's
1: lots of I run on Ford anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um but yeah, so as soon as I get everything moved over to this place, I, I will have the time to, to to devote five hours to uh to the that film that uh Vim Bender's vision.
1: There's supposedly an eight hour cut before uh-huh. like an eight. They cut it down to five hours because they wanted to keep the studio and in the investors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um eight hours and, is too long. Cut it to five. <laughs> that's that's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, well the, the five hour cut so so as you'll learn if you go through the special features, like he had an eight hour cut. Mm-hmm. And then he knew, like, he, he knew he would have to cut it down, so he cut it down to five. Mm-hmm. And Well, he cut it down to five in secret, and he kept that in a vault. And then he, did, of course, they demanded that he do, a, like, a more reasonable under-two-hour cut,
0: uh-huh.
1: or under-three-hour cut, um, which I recall I, I was telling this to, our, again, our mutual friend, Mr. Woodbury, on Twitter, Mr. Ayers jumped in at some point too. Yeah, I saw that. We were talking about the soundtrack. And I just distinctly remember, like, just watching this movie, like, probably when I was 12 or 13.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I just bought actung Baby. And, like, because the, the title is from a song on that soundtrack or the song on the album. Um, and it's just... Like I've just gotten like really like got into talking heads and all this other stuff. And um like it's just this movie that made an impression on me and I wanted to revisit it. So I get to revisit like the expanded edition like this, and it's just like um like this really cool just thing. And I don't know, it's so I I would like them to re, like if so I guess my point was like, if he gets, he gets a chance to do the eight hour version that I want, it'd be so
0: perfect for TV. Yeah. To do um, is like a, a limited run series.
1: Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to follow like this TV structure. It can just be, it can be like Berlin ocean plots or mm. it's like a 17 hour movie, but just, you just cut it like in, like when your 16 minutes are up. Sure. Like, that's, yeah and that's how I watched it because I mean Kristen would if I asked her but like ain't no one gonna watch some five hour movie with William Hurt
0: <laughs> well I mean come on William Hurt is is again talking about like great character actors William Hurt is way the fuck up there
1: like William Hurt Sam Neill and Solvig uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I guess that's where, you know, I just have to, I don't even have to ask Susu's permission. I just throw that shit on. (laughs) 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 No. My life is sad. Anyway. uh,
1: (laughs) She'd probably go, cool soundtrack, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I don't know. I put conversations in her head all the time. Um, Yeah. So I, I, I think we're probably gonna wrap this up. This is this is this was kind of a you know, again it's it's our first sequester edition. Uh it was
1: um you know, more.
0: At at this point we were gonna we would probably be planning for our, our fan fusion edition. Um Yeah, we well, got the news
1: yes. They finally they finally pulled the trigger on postponing um,
0: it. Yeah, until fall. So, which gives us more time to find a guest, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or. Silver lining. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know. Uh, you know, we would continue to be on hiatus over the period until season four drops, anyway. Um, but I, I thought it was just a good opportunity to kind of see how doing this over. Um, you know uh, this this remote thing we're doing this over Zoom, um, to kind of see how that worked, and uh, I think it went all right, except for there's a little yeah. bit of lag time. Um, but we'll work through that. And should,
1: um, I'm just thinking in Hulu if you're if you're listening because we're gonna start talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine pretty soon. We've been talking, yes, about. right, they which should, is what I'm getting to. Right, so I'm sorry to spoil it for you, but like I was just saying, how like Hulu has a yada yada yada. Oh, function for for, for
0: Seinfeld. right for Seinfeld, um, right. We Have
1: the cuckoo, 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 cool uh-huh. function yeah. for. I have this so you just watch them at random.
0: That would be awesome. We're probably going to have to, as we do this, turn off notifications while we're recording because you've gotten a couple of emails and then I just got one and that all comes through. Um, so, we uh, didn't
1: realize. I can. Well, here's the thing I can check my email at any time. <laughs> I just have to remember to do it. <laughs> That's so.
0: you sound like an addict, like I can quit at any time, man.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna grab a pint of Winchester and just wait until the salt blows over.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we I, we talked about it. We're, we're gonna see maybe we might move this to weekly and kind of do our part to to add more content into the world as distraction from, um, from sequester con, um, yeah. and, uh, and, and ignite the noise place edition. Um, so that should be entertaining. Um, yeah. while we're, while we're waiting for, for season four to drop and to, and to, to finish that up for the, for the good place. Um, yeah, I'm down. That's so, if, if cool. the
1: schedule allows, I'm down. As you
0: were just saying, cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> we can, yeah, we can have fun figuring out who we are on on the noise place. Uh, well, let's let's put this on record as we're we're gonna also. So so um, it's funny. So I'll, I'll just
1: kind of um, I already know who I am and I'm not proud of it. <laughs> um, but one Is it thing Scully? I've discovered: what's that? Is it Scully? No, I'm not going to tell you. you uh, this, we'll do it. All right. You know, I have discovered watching Seinfeld is, as much as I like to think. That I'm Jerry. I am not. I am definitely George. <laughs> 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 and again, I just watched the episode. It's. I think it's the same episode as the Muffin Tops. It's the one where he like watches someone's luggage. he's supposed to watch someone's luggage, and he just ends up stealing the luggage. Oh, and shit. You get more tourist and he ends up getting someone from the tourist authority and she goes like this time we'll just eat you alive <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking yeah this is this would happen to me
0: <laughs> like it's just i am i am the george it's just clear that's so, it's funny you're talking yeah. about that because I just I just finished up the the most recent season of of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which uh, mm-hmm. I was not actually enthusiastic about, but it it finishes nicely. I enjoy the way the last basically half of this season went. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. if you're planning to watch, it, I won't spoil it for you, but it's 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 pretty good. No, I, I might get HBO eventually. Pretty pretty good. Uh, so. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Um anyway, yeah, let's, you know, we'll we'll put a pin in this for now and we'll be back and uh you know, everybody stay safe and uh yeah. practice stay inside. practice responsible social distancing. Uh, you know, support your 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 local businesses where you can. Um mm-hmm. I I have I have actually participated in the Stinkweeds curbside pickup. Um, which I will do I'm again. Tempted to do delivery? <laughs>
1: huh. I'm tempted to do delivery.
0: <laughs> um. Well, my new place is actually in their radius for uh, for drop off. So, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's how I I, I did prepay for that new uh, that new uh, Pearl Jam. So so I can pick that up. Um, I would
1: like to have Dario stop by my house and are <laughs> like. Thanks for the new Pearl Jam, buddy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um, But anyway, yeah. Everybody stay safe. We hope you're well, and uh, we'll 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 keep putting some stuff out there to hopefully distract you and and Um, uh, you know we'll all uh, it'll all work out. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually. We'll see. We'll see you Easter maybe yeah oh boy oh boy um but yeah hey take it sleazy yes and uh and uh shoot what's our other sign off
1: um take it take it sleazy, chili babies
0: that's right put the peeps in the chili i'm almost there man i'm almost to the point of putting the peeps in the chili (laughs) metaphorically speaking all right later dude (laughs) later This has been a Hoot and Waddle Production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hoot and waddle.